I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. All right, power hour number two here inside the locker room. Max Starks, Wesley Euler. And, uh, you know, we talked about it. We want to hear your calls and we want to hear what you have to say. As well, you can dial in a little bit later. Uh, this R four one two nine one nine one three one six. And Wes, we yes. have Twitter reactions, correct? We do. So we have a, a tweet from our buddy Cuban Dan that is very Steelers centric. We have a tweet from Andrew that is very non Steelers, more bi week centric. Which would you like first here, Mister Starks? I think we're going to go with Steeler-centric first. I like it. Yeah, if the squirrels go off the rails, we're okay because it's, it's not Steeler-centric. Ex- exactly what I was thinking, partner. <laughs> so, yes. Here is the Steeler-centric question from our buddy Cuban Dan down in North Carolina. Says, uh, is there any word on TJ's injury? Or are you guys worried about him missing any time? Ah. I will say that I am not. Um, I mean, you know, one of the things I think that, you know, you always, like, this is always a crazy time, Wes, because mm-hmm. usually between, like, weeks five through ten, you see a rash of injuries sure. throughout the league. Whereas, guys, you know, in, in the moment, you're, you're, you're feeling adrenaline, you're, you, you know, you're working your butt off, and you're in the game moment. And sometimes I feel things. And then the day after, that day is always right. the one where you kind of take stock of what did I just do yesterday <laughs> um, as a player? And you're like, man, you know, you can't get out the bed at times. You know, you're just like, oh, God, oh, my, my low back. Oh, that's right. I took a helmet in the hip. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. like you have those. Oh, Starts yeah, I to catch my up ankle. with you. Yeah. Yeah, I sprained my ankle. We just spatted it up. And I just kept going, right? I mean, that's how you are. And then, of course, afterwards, you're like, man, I'm a little nicked up. This is not feeling good. But, you know, the good thing is it comes during the bye um, where you have a little bit extra time to heal up. I mean, heck, we're talking about it today, right? Four consecutive days yep. off and away to kind of just get yourself back to a line to go back and, and, and do battle now for another two games for the Steelers' case. Um so I'm not I'm not truly worried. I mean, obviously, I'll worry if you know Wednesday that that report comes out and there's sure. you know a, a notice of this vet 
day next to it, and you start worrying a little bit more. But getting the next bullets off, I'm 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 not worried about it. This is in front of my mind. Yeah, I, I'm I'm with you, Max. I mean, listen, this is. It's funny. I feel like yeah, you brought up Arthur Motes in the first hour. Now I'm going to bring up Arthur Motes here in the second hour. My co-host, of course. Uh, Motes always says, he's told me many times, you know, the only day that you're truly healthy, the only day that you're 100% as a football player is the first day of training camp, right? I mean, that's... Yeah, it's trivial. That's, that's, and Motes, and Motes has always said, listen, from the... You might, you know, in, in, in September, you might still be 92%, but the, the really the only day that you're truly 100% is that first day of training camp. And, um, yeah, guys are... At this point in the season, those things are going to start adding up, but maybe it's a good time in that regard for the bye week and uh yeah you know we've seen tj play through pain before um i'm i'm not worried that uh you know a, a couple uh lingamits in his finger are going to uh keep him from from wreaking havoc on on offensive lines here once we once we return to action yeah no, i mean i'm not worried and i mean <clears throat> i've seen tj through worse you know right and, right um and the guys, I mean, he does not to battle through anything because he'll come back and he'll be, you know, just freaking, you know? That's right. I think that, that's where we're at. But because it is the bye week and because, like you said, a lot of news and when you see one little thing, it's, you know, the, the, everybody in a tizzy uh, when they're writing about it, there's only so many stories that you can share um, that are generalized. So why not down the tree because it, or that, that world – because hey, it's an, and we have yet no reports for the next four days. <laughs> and next we'll hear something will be Wednesday, Wednesday, getting ready Rams. So not worried until you see it all. Yeah, exactly. You're right. Six day, maybe six days from now, we'll revisit this if anything pops up. Right, but but for now, we're not living in our fears. To to quote Mike Tomlin, that, uh, that is correct. All right, Max. What else? We got three questions here from Andrew. All right, so Andrew does this from time to time with with Moats and I on Twitter. A little three question Thursday, he calls it, and he tends to do it at, at times like this when you know maybe it's a bye week or more so during the off season when maybe we can chase the squirrels a little bit, if you will, Max. Okay, so you know since Absolutely. this is, since this is from our audience, I don't even know if we're chasing the squirrels. We're just giving the people what they want. Uh, three pretty, I guess, pretty simple questions you could say here. Uh, from Andrew. The first is, gentlemen, what's the next place you want to visit? Uh, ooh. ooh. <laughs> this can go so many ways, though. It can. I mean, because I have categories here. So, you know. I would, um, I would go with the first, th- you know, always go with your gut, always go with your heart, right? What was the, what was the first thing you thought of when I posed that question? Next place that I want to visit or that I'm going to visit that I've never visited before? The, the question is just where's the next place you want to visit? Want to visit. Okay, got it. Uh, I want to visit Egypt. Ooh, I like that one. Yes, I want to visit Egypt. Um, that's on the bucket list of places to go. And my wife's been pushing me uh, to get that trip oh, out it. of the way. Um, and and get it because it's something that, that I've wanted for so long. I've been talking about it so long. She's tired of hearing about it. So she's like, can we please just go to Egypt and get it over with? Um, so, so yeah, so I've, I've got, I've got, I've got to seriously look at that trip, uh, come off season 
and get it off off the books so my wife will not will not badger me about it because she she wants she wants me to do something for myself and and I'm I I'm just it. like not so yeah so I so that that that's the next place I want to visit. Uh, what about you, Wesley? What, what do you got on your list? Hey, that's a great answer. I love that, Max. And you know, I guess kind of same church, different pew. It involves going overseas for me, uh, England and Ireland. I'm going to double dip ooh, there. Ooh. I'm going to cheat a little bit, but uh, I've been fortunate enough, Max. I've been to Italy. I've been to Spain. I've been down under. I've been to Australia and New Zealand before. But man, I've just I've always wanted to do like a few days in London, take the train to Manchester, and go to a Manchester United game. And then spend a few days in Dublin, right? That's like the, that's the dream trip. And in fact, my wife and I actually had it planned for both of our thirtieth birthdays. But both of our thirty, uh, both of our thirtieth birthdays fell right when COVID took over the world, and so we had to cancel those plans. Yeah. And in yeah. the in the three years since then, Max, uh, my wife and I have had two children, which of course complicate things. So, um, greatly, we greatly. Uh, we are, we are thinking, you know, so we both we both turn uh, we both turn thirty three. Our, our, our birthdays are, are only a couple weeks apart. My wife and I, she's January, I'm February. So you know, we both turn thirty three here before too long. That might still be because you know we want to we want to be able to do it right. We want to be able to do eight, nine, ten days, something like that, and you know leave the leave the girls with the grandparents type thing. Um, and our youngest is only four months old, so we're probably still a little bit away from that. So we're thinking maybe either for our thirty fourth or our thirty fifth birthdays, we'll we'll pull that one off. But yeah, I. I need the I need the London experience. I need the old Trafford and Manchester United experience, and then I just need to drink pints of of Guinness for a couple of days. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, by your current scale, I mean, yeah, if you're waiting to your 35th, you might actually get to England by then with, with the way the <laughs> London games are going. Right. Uh, so, so we might. Our, or will we just Stein in Germany? Who knows? Hey, um, Max, listen, I'll take it. If we all, if we want to play a preseason game in Ireland or something and spend four days there in Dublin, I'll oblige. Yeah, exactly. I'm not, I'm, I'm not pushing that away. But uh, you know, it's funny. Ireland is on my list as well. Um, it's just you know that one. I feel like is going to happen sooner rather than later. Um, yeah. But the one that. I've wanted and that I need to do is Egypt. Like I, That's I have awesome. to do it. I love it. My wife, I mean, and especially with the way things are going, who knows when, you know, something will pop up. So I want to make sure. sure I get it out the way. So I don't have to have to think about that. I, lo- I love <laughs> it. Know? Yeah. I, I don't, I don't think you're going to get a business trip out of that one. I don't think the Steelers are going to be playing at the pyramids anytime soon. I mean, I mean, listen, the, who wouldn't want the backdrop of a Sphinx and the Great Pyramid? It would be awesome. You know? It would be awesome. I mean, it'd be a great backdrop. The scenery is awesome. Of course, the problem is, man, you can't put that, and then it's a little sandy. But, um, but yeah, no, who, who, who knows? Who knows? But yeah, that's on my list. I love yours. And of course, you know, go fishing and wrapped wrapped in some paper. Yep. Uh, well, there's, of course, you do has. We'll do Shepard. We'll do Shepard. Because I, I think the food is a drink. You know, yeah. It's a holistic tour. Like, I want to I try the cuisine. And I want to embrace, you know, what it is to be in that in sure. that specific now. And, yeah. I've been to London a uh, number of times. Great airport there. Let me throw. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, not only step foot 
London, though. That, that's one. Okay. And that actually used to be, that, that was actually my favorite place with, uh, was London. She used to travel there all the time. There's a flight attendant in nice. earlier pre calories. Sure. And so, oh, so, yeah, she was an international attendant. So, so she, she really got to see the world. Uh, that's where I get my love of travel for. That's awesome. Quiz nature. So, yeah, that's great. All right, what's question number two? Question number two from Andrew. Now, this is a, bit, a little bit of a deeper one here. There's some directions we can go okay. here, but Andrew wants to know, what was the last thing in your life that really disappointed you? Ooh. My daughters, every time wow. they don't sleep through the night. No, I'm just I'm just kidding. I'm just yeah, kidding. exactly. It's like, it's, like, it's like, no, it's a natural process. I've, I've got one that came, and this is, you know, I usually like to go with the first things that come to mind here, Max, if you need a second to think about yeah. this one. Yeah, give me a second. You'll laugh at this, and but it's, you know, it's it's who I am. Uh, the last thing that really, truly, deeply disappointed me was Bob Huggins. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really need to go into the details here because if you know, you know the story. If not, I probably couldn't explain it to you anyways. But for a guy that finally got inducted into the Basketball Hall of Fame, for a guy that was going to be the active winningest coach in college basketball now that Roy Williams and Coach K and all these guys were retired, uh, I mean, Bob Huggins would have had an entire year this year plus of being introduced on every single broadcast. Here's Basketball Hall of Famer Bob Huggins. He's the activist winning coach in college basketball. Fourth most wins all time in college basketball. Instead, he has to go and just have two incidents in a span of six weeks, one with him saying some inappropriate stuff on the radio, the other with him getting a DUI uh, that end his career. And then he comes back and tries to blame it on the university. Uh, Yeah, that's that was a a tough one to stomach from, you know, from a guy that it gave me a lot of memories over over 17 years. So that's all I can say. I don't want to talk about it anymore. Bob Huggins is my answer. I, I, could t- I, I could tell you're still disappointed. <laughs> Just a little bit. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm going to go with, <sighs> man, my, my, I would say my Gators. My Gators. Ooh. Uh, Max Starks, Florida yeah. Gators. Yeah, that Kentucky game still kind of, I guess, to me, and that's, that's a very recent wound still. So I'm going to, I'm just going to yield to that one that was a that was highly disappointing when i thought things were on track and you know you go and you give up 280 on the ground to ray davis and yeah you're just sitting there and just like what could have been <laughs> what could have been what could have been and now i'm questioning billy napier i like billy napier he's a great coach sure but at the same time you know i'm i'm like I know I know how this story usually ends if you don't get things on track. Now we'll see, you know how, how they do this weekend. If they string stuff together, but but, um, but yeah, no, that was uh, that was that was a disappointing uh, disappointing loss, sports wise. No doubt, no doubt. And you know, sometimes it's best to keep these things to the confines of sports. I'm with you on on that one. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, there, there's so many other other ways to go. So that's what I was like. Give me a second. Like, let's keep it in the sport. Right? Yes. Yes. <laughs> let's not talk about my daughters, you know, keeping me up all night or anything like that. Um, yeah, exactly. All oh, right. God. Last one, Max. I really like this one from Andrew too. This is good. We should do this more often. Um, if you could assign one household chore to somebody else, what would it be? <laughs> oh man. Oh God. The list. I mean, listen, I, I have, I have, I have, let's see. I have some doozies <laughs> on my website. Yeah, let, let me think about this. You go, Wes, because I'm, 
I, I have to okay. parse through this. Sure, sure. So, Max, for me, you know what's funny? It, it depends. It would probably depend on the time of the year that this question would be posed. But right now, I'm going to go with uh, with mowing the lawn, with cutting the grass. I Ooh. I enjoy, you know, when, when April, May rolls around, like, no joke, I enjoy getting back out there and cutting the grass. Like, there's times that I've thought about, oh, why don't I, you know, pay some neighborhood teenager to do it? You know, why am I out here cutting the grass? But when, when the weather turns and you're just jonesing to get back outside, I, you know, I throw my AirPods in, I listen to a podcast, or I listen to a new album or something like that, that, that some artist just dropped, and I really do enjoy it for the first, you know, couple months, you know, maybe April, May, June, but then July rolls in, then it gets really hot out there, and then, you, you know, you're cutting the grass every four or five days at that time of the year, because everything's growing and blooming and all that, and now we're in the middle of October, and I just cut the grass yesterday, and I'm like, I cut it, you know, I, I put it down like an extra half inch, too, because I'm like, all right, I hope this is the last time I have to cut the freaking grass all year, all right? Let's, let's get this done with. Let's make this the last time. So, again, this would probably change depending on the time of the year. But right now, I'm just sick and tired of cutting the lawn. I'm, I'm done. I need a break till April. Exactly. Okay. See, and, and, and I like that approach. I, I, think that, I think that's a good one to have. And I'm going to go with... I'm going to go with, you know what? The, 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 I, I, I'm like the sheep picker upper around a house. That, that's something I would like to, to delegate. I mean, I, I don't mind taking out the trash. And of course, me and my wife kind of take turns on taking out the trash. Sure. Um, in the house, we take turns with, with dishes and stuff like that. Um, but shoe collector, I would totally delegate that. I would like to delegate that to my youngest daughter, Quincy. Because I feel like Quincy, Quincy would, she would be just so on top. But then she would also need to pick up her shoes, which I think that might actually cause the quandary. But it would actually be a good life skill if she could learn that habit of just putting her shoes away. Because yep. she, 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 like my wife and, and my other daughter, they, they, I mean, shoes are everywhere. And everywhere has a purpose with the shoes. But I'm like, okay, just... There's a closet. There's a closet. They don't need to go, you know, line up like 15 deep outside or outside your door. Like you can take it into your room and actually put it in in the closet, like because that's where they go uh, when you're not wearing. <laughs> that's what them. we gave you this closet uh, space for. Yeah, exactly. There's actually little shoe cubbies that are built into the closet that are specifically <laughs> dedicated to shoes only. So that would probably be the one I would I would tell you. Oh, you know what? Also, maybe maybe have. Waverly, my oldest, have her have her be in charge of feeding the dog. Ooh, that's because a good technically one. she's at home for both of his feeding times. Because he gets it first thing in the morning about seven a.m. and then he gets it about five p.m. You know what I'm saying? Like if if we could remove that to where me or my wife did not have to think about feeding the dog, and then he could go pester one of them. Because my dog is one of those like his internal clock is ridiculous, right? Like he's <laughs> the one. At 4.57, he comes, sits right in front of you, and then he, he puts puts his paw on your knee if you're sit, if you're seated. It's 5, it's five o'clock, just, five o'clock he, dinner time, so he's like, hey, I know, yeah, exactly. I know, I know where we're at right now, all right? Listen, I know you're busy. I know you're busy. But when you get time, and then he just gives you that deep stare, and he try, he's trying to give you puppy eyes. He's like, I would really appreciate it if you would go down there, fill my bowl, and get out of my face. Okay, <laughs> that's what I would appreciate. And it's just like it's, you, you, you're, you're, you're incorrigible. Uh, <laughs> like, like oh, why is that 
your timing is perfect, A. And then B, it's like you try and do it in the most polite yet aggressive way because you're in the face, you're breathing me. You know what I'm saying? That's... And then you just play and then you just place your paw on my knee. And it's like, oh my gosh. I was like, you're adorable, but you are a menace. That's you know, fantastic. It, 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 he my dog is truly like remember I don't know if you watched the John Ritter movie Problem Child. Back I don't know. In the day. I don't know if I've ever seen Problem Child. Yeah, I'm not sure. Oh man, Wes, that is that add is that to great, my list. Yeah, late '80s, early '90s uh, movie. There, fellow kid from an orphanage that gets adopted by John Ritter, um, and like he, he's he's a he, he's he's a redhead kid. He wears the bow tie, and he's just like he's so nice to a moment, and then he like is just a menace behind behind it. closed doors or where, or when the dad doesn't see himself. So yeah, that's that's my dog. <laughs> All right. In short, those are those are my chores. Those are it. All right, we're gonna step aside real fast because we got the cool breeze coming up very soon, and we're probably a little bit a little bit behind schedule with this with story time, but it's all worth it. We'll have Jared do like the other side. You are inside the locker room. We'll be back in a moment. is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. We are joined by the one, the only, Jerry Dulac. And the cool breeze has now blown in for us and... Jerry is presented to us. Hold on, I just lost it. <laughs> of course, I, of course, I would lose the live read at this moment, right? You know, uh, it is. I believe. I believe. I believe. I have it here. And Jerry, you can correct me if I'm Thank wrong, you. but this is the one that uh, that our buddy, the Cool Breeze, sent me uh, back at the beginning of the season. Brookline Pub and Pizza in Brookline, two fifty Bud Light, sixteen ounce drafts during all Steelers games. There we go. There we go. And the, I, will, I will say, for, for, Jared, for full journal integrity, I did switch to the new iPhone, and all of my text messages are still loading that are older than like a week old. So, <laughs> so I do apologize about that. Yes, Brookline Pizza. Don't 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 forget those tall boys on game days, by the way. Um, Jerry, uh, it, it is a it is a bye week, obviously. You know, slow news and no news is good news uh, when it comes to the team right now. But you know, I know that you were you were you were at the facility yesterday, and they allowed access to the coaches to uh, to talk. Uh, kind of any any highlights in there? Anything uh, of that you want to share before I start probing? <laughs> yeah, you probe all you want, Max. But I got I got nothing. And good uh, good morning, fellas. I got nothing scintillating for you on this bye week. I think um, I think they've all learned to be very careful. Obviously, you know the deal. Uh, don't say too much. Um, you know, Matt Canada, as usual, had a nice crowd around him, um, and uh, you know, got to get better everywhere. Uh, likes the fact that, um, you know, you're seeing, we've seen some chunk plays. You know, Kenny Pickett's thrown three touchdowns 
uh, now uh, all longer than than his longest last year, which was 31 yards. I think that is one of the, quote, positives, if you will, about the offense. Uh, uh, Matt Canada mentioned that. Um, You know, the running game, um, you know, I was talking to Pat Meyer for a little while. And, again, baby steps with that uh, only because the bar has been set so low. (laughs) But um, little by little, a little better uh, each game. Uh, Beyond that, Max, I got nothing exciting for you from the coaches. <laughs> well, that that is that is okay, Jerry, because you know what's exciting? We get to talk to you. That's and right. I think that's important. That's right. We get to talk to you. Um, you know, as we take stock, and I kind of I, I kind of posed this question to SNR yesterday. Um, kind of in your mind, as we as we take stock of the first five games of the season, what what has been the best thing you think uh, this has done that you've enjoyed from this season? What's been, what's been a highlight um, the first five games? That the offense has done, Max? Yes, yeah. Yeah, no, uh, just, it, yeah. yeah, yeah. Just, say, just in general. Yeah, overall would, team. Overall team, yeah. yeah. So the overall team, well, I'll start with the offense, I think. Um, you know, I, I, the biggest thing, I think, is the amount of explosive plays. Uh, those three touchdowns, uh, Najee Harris with that 32-yarder, that spectacular individual effort. Um, you know, they have uh, a number of 20-yard plays, um, and we didn't see that last year. Uh, certainly not those long touchdowns. To me, that's been the biggest positive. Um, we, look, we know, we knew George Pickens can be a big play receiver. He has shown that. I would, I would like to see more consistency. But I don't think there's any question that's been the highlight of the offense. And the defense, I don't have a, a whole lot of positives per se. Well, obviously the edge rushers. Let, 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 let me take that back. Uh, you know, I, I, I uh, looked at each position and did a little five-game grading system um, that will appear, I think, tomorrow online. Um, and I obviously, the edge rushers were the only unit that got an A, and I gave them an A+. Plus. Uh, I think the defensive line, uh, again, the bar was set so low after the first two games where they got gouged for all those yards and those two long runs. They've gotten a little bit better, but they had nowhere to go but up. Um, I think the inside linebackers, little by little, we're seeing some cohesion there. There seems to be a nice rotation. I think Juan Alexander has been the biggest surprise, not based on his old resume, but on the fact that, you know, he's with four teams in four years. What's that tell you? And yet he's been pretty darn good. He's been disruptive in the backfield. Uh, Cole Holcomb is now playing the way they envision, which is every down. And um, so I think the um, I think one of the positives is um, is the inside uh, the inside backers and uh, you know with for three new guys starting to develop some cohesion and starting to be uh, you know I'm hesitant to say impactful but certainly uh, uh, playing uh, a steady and making some significant contributions. 
Jerry, staying with that defense and, and, and linebacking core there, you know, we had some some questions earlier on the show, some people wondering about T.J. Watt, that finger injury uh, popping up this week. Any any concern in your mind or anything that you've heard that, that that's something serious or is it maybe just, you know what, it's a bye week, he's got some things going on with his hand, everybody's a little banged up at this point in the season? Yeah, Wes, you know, I hadn't bothered to explore it only because it was the bye week. You know, um, I don't think it's going to be a problem. I have not heard that it's going to be. But, again, I haven't delved into it to know for certain, uh, again, because it's been the bye. So, um, I, I, but I don't think it's anything that's going to affect him. It might affect his ability to catch the ball, like right at the line of scrimmage where he just swallows those passes. <laughs> but, um no, I think, uh, uh, like I said, I don't think it's going to be problematic. But, again, I'll, I'll have a better feel for that next week. Okay. All right. Uh, I got to ask this question, Gary. Um, Deontay Johnson, uh, return next week, probable, likely, will happen. Uh, he's with, He talked about it, I guess, to the media about it. And he will be available. Will he be available next week? Yeah, I expect them to be. I expect Pat Fryermuth to be back as well. I think the, the bye week uh, benefits uh, Fryermuth because he would not likely have played this week. I think they would have been a little cautious still um, uh, with his hamstring injury. But uh, he has indicated to me that he will be back. That kind of fits with the timetable uh, of his injury, which was two to three weeks. Um, so I'm expecting, I'm expecting Fryermuth back as well. Although after the way they've used him, uh, who's going to be able to tell that he's back in the lineup? <laughs> well, you know, with that, Jerry, maybe uh, along the same lines, and you know, I, I guess we'll stay specifically on the offensive side of the football here. If you could change one, if you could pick one area of this offense to kind of take a big step forward or a clear-cut change of direction post bye week, is it using the middle of the field more? Is it more success in the run game and some better performance for the offensive line? Is is maybe it just Kenny Pickett and, and his kind of uh, week-to-week progression? If you could pick just one area of this offense to really take a step forward starting next week in LA, what do you think would be most pertinent? Well, um, I, uh, I don't think there's any question that um, the quarterback play has to be better, if not more consistent. The first three quarters, as opposed to the last quarter, uh, are pretty much night and day with Kenny Pickett, especially in the games they've won going back to last year. Um, I don't know whether he is a notorious slow starter, but when you look at and, and the offense is done, but he's the quarterback. He's the field general, so it starts with him. Um, and um, I just – he has to be better. Has he looked as skittish and uncertain, uh, unsure of himself as he did in the first couple games? No. Um, he hasn't thrown any picks in the last two games. Um, he's getting rid – he's throwing the ball out of bounds to protect the football uh, like he did uh, in the second half of last year. I don't think there's any question he has to play better early. And obviously the offense in general, but him in particular, because he's the guy who runs it. So to me, that's the thing that has to get better, that has to change. Um, He has to be um, 
a little bit more sure of what he wants to do, not not lock on guys. And uh, look, he you know he's he's uh, has he started a full season yet? Seventeen games. I think he's right at it now. Yes. So. Um, you know, do I expect him to be able to go through the, his progressions like a seasoned veteran? No, I don't. I think that's unfair. But then I think the expectations placed on him at the beginning of the year uh, were unfair as well. They were his his hype was hysteria, and I think it was over the top, and it was uh, kind of unfair to expect him to be, um, uh, you know, Joe Burrow all of a sudden. Although the old Joe Burrow, not the 2023 Joe Burrow, so. <laughs> I think to me that's that's the one item, the one aspect that has to get better. Oh, I, I think you're right, Jerry. Um, defensively, uh, uh, this linebacking core had probably one of their best games of the season last week against the Ravens. I mean, where are you at with linebackers are and kind of their rotation and uh, and the general feel for for that unit on the field? Yeah, I, I like, um, like I said, I, I like what I've seen of Cole Holcomb. You know, he's an athletic player. He's very active on the field, um, you know, and he's playing the role that they envisioned, as I mentioned earlier, the three-down guy. He played all but five snaps, I think, the other day. Um, and, and and I think, you know, they've used – Juan Alexander and Landon Roberts in a rotation where, you know, um, Quan Alexander's been playing more snaps. Um, I like the physicality of Landon Roberts. Uh, same with Quan Alexander, but, you know, uh, uh, Roberts is a thumper. I mean, he hits people. So I like the tone uh, that he can set. Um, so I think, again, I think they're getting better – Little by little, those inside guys. And, um, you know, and, and look, Alex Highsmith is another guy. You know, obviously he doesn't have the sack numbers that T.J. Watt does, 8-2. to two, But he's very good at setting the edge. He's very good at disrupting plays in the backfield. And that combo of those two guys on the outside flanking the inside guys, I don't think there's any question the inside linebacker play right now is better than what they uh, were getting uh, uh, last year. I love it. Jerry, I, Max, I think that's, I think that's all we got, unless you got anything else. Yeah, no, you're good. Uh, I was a chance if you had something else, but Jerry, we appreciate you swinging on by. Um, I, I, I picture you on a schooner right now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> or some other body of water. No, I picture him on a, uh, he's on a golf cart, baby, taking in that bye week. That, well, that's but, right. Max, picture me on a golf cart, and you'll be pretty close to what you might be envisioning. <laughs> okay, all right, okay. Well, well, I'm, you not know gonna, I'm not going to tell you where, though. Okay, don't, I'm not going to tell you where either, but I, I will be joining you very soon, Jerry. I'll be on one tomorrow. <laughs> Uh, morning. So there you go. Well, I, be, I do. I'll, I'll be on one of those. I'll be on one tomorrow too. <laughs> okay. See, there it is. There it is. We'll have to compare scores. Um, <laughs> there you yeah, go. I'm sure yours will be way better than mine. But I, I will say this: I uh, am the reigning <laughs> champ at my current one that I'm going to. So I, I do have that on my side. <laughs> uh, Jerry, 
Thank you again. Well, and of course, Jerry Dulac is brought to us by Brookline Pizza. What were you going to say, Jerry? Uh, no, I was just going to say, uh, Max, have a wonderful time. Wes, thanks as always, boys. And, uh, well, I won't see you at the ball yard Sunday because there isn't one, but we'll talk next week. Thanks, Jerry. All right. Thanks, Jerry. And Jerry's brought to you brought by Brookline Pizza and Pub. And, uh, yeah, don't forget those tall boys. There's a special on those. I know there is. Um, uh, there, you, listen, you, know, you know all about tall boys. Yes, there is, of course. They are just 250 Bud Light tall boys Woo-hoo. during all Steelers games. There it is. Love it, love it, love it. All right. Well, we're going to step aside one time and hit you with the bell lap here inside the locker room when we come back uh, Yeah, on ESPN and SNR Radio. This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. All right, it is bell lap time inside the locker room. That's right, we are in the final segment of the day. And, you know, it's going to be a quick one. Wes, I think we reached out to the Twitter sphere yes, more times. We did. I gotta love it. The people always always answer on the Twitter sphere. You gotta love it. Um, Max, yes. we've got this one's uh, from our buddy Steeler Nation nine twenty, one of our regulars here in the locker room and on the Steelers Blitz, right all uh, all across uh, SNR land. Uh, a question for me, a question for you, and a question for both of us. I like how he set this one up. So. The first for you, Max, is who is the most impressive athlete you ever played with? Oh, that I played with. That makes it uh, that makes it a really good one. I'm gonna go most impressive that I played with. You know, so collegiately, I had a teammate by the name of Ben Troop, a tight end. Okay, that was just a supreme like athlete. Like he could pick anything up. And played and do it well. Uh, we played intramural basketball together. The Duke could hit baseball a mile. Uh, he had he had sweet feet for soccer when we play around <laughs> with that. I mean, he was just a heck of just a pure athlete. Um, you know, I, I think he's one of those guys. And then I'd also go with um, Antoine Randall was just I mean, Ooh, so quick, so shifty. But like he would also be another guy that's good for you could just deploy him into any sport and he would fit right in. Right. Yeah, that's a good answer. I love Randall L. That's a real good answer. Um, OK, question for me is who would you take, Sidney Crosby or Mario Lemieux? Oh, boy. Oh, Ooh. why are they going to do that to me, Max? So, I mean, this yeah. this is tough because, listen, uh, Mario, Mario is the better. I mean, Mario is arguably the best player ever in the history of hockey. Uh, we all know there are no Pittsburgh Penguins without 66, right, Max? I mean, they'd be playing, yes. and Sidney Crosby would have played his most of his career in Kansas City or or Quebec or somewhere like that if it wasn't for 66. Um, yeah. So, I mean, in, in the in the Penguins pantheon, no one is is greater than Mario. But just for me personally, I mean, you know, I was 
eight or nine years old when, when Mario retired. And then, you know, he came back and had that one season. So I've got memories of Mario, but I mean, you know, when he was winning Stanley cups, I was in diapers. Um, whereas, yeah. whereas, you know, I think I was 14 when the pens drafted Sidney Crosby, he's been, uh, the captain of the penguins for over half my life. So personally I'll go with Crosby, but again, on that pantheon, it's gotta be 66. And then he wants to know, uh, from each of us, Max, most disappointing, uh, loss in a sporting event can either be as a fan or a game that you played in. Oh God. Okay. As a fan, easy. Uh, NBA Finals, 94-95 season, Orlando Magic oh, gets swept by the Houston yeah. Rockets. Rockets. Oh, Kim Olajuwon, that big jerk. Oh, my God. And, Sha- and Sha- Shaq was just young, young, bullish Shaq. Uh, didn't really have the skill set yet that he that he took his talents to uh, right. to L.A. and right. then went on a, a streak with Kobe. And Penny Hardaway was been, a little banged up, know, right? Exactly. Penny had the knee. I mean, you know, Penny – 3D Dennis Scott, Nick Anderson, you know Shaquille O'Neal. That that, that team was one I really thought was going to bring a championship to Orlando. So that was definitely disappointing as a fan and as a guy who eventually ended up working for the Orlando Magic sure. when I when I was in that that year um, all the way through high school. So yeah, that was one that was, that was one that was heartbreaking as a fan. Yeah, that's a that's a good one. Uh, mine's mine's a obvious answer. Thanks to Tyler for making me rehash this. But mine is in 2007, Max, the infamous 13 to nine game where Pitt beat WVU to keep us from going to the national championship game with Pat White and Steve Slayton and all those guys. I was 16 years old. I was there with my uh, with my mom and, and and a couple of my uncles. And yes, I cried on the way out of the stadium. No further comments. All right, there it is. There it is. All right, and on that note, we'll go ahead and we'll close it <laughs> off before that wound gets opened any further for, for Wes. Uh, thank you so much, Steeler Nation. We appreciate you as always. And we'll be back on these airwaves. I know I'll be back on Monday uh, along with Wolf. Um, we appreciate everything. This has been a bi-week edition of Inside the Locker Room. Thanks to Wes for jumping in, of course, and being, and being a great pal and friend. And, of course, our thoughts and our prayers are with the Wolfley family um, over these next few days. And of course, moving forward, this is not something that's a one and done. This is a, this is a journey. And uh, we appreciate all of you appreciate all the love um, and outpouring and support of Wolf uh, and his family uh, in this, in this very tough time. Um, and of course to WVU fans out there, um, the loss <laughs> is felt as well yeah. um, with, uh, with, with the loss of, no of, of, a, of a great, color analyst and a great alumnus of WVU and Dale Wolfley. Um, we close it out that way. Make sure you make it a great day. And of course, go have something good for lunch. You've been inside the locker room with Wolf and Starks. Of course, Mr. Euler and of course, CJ, Junior Ninja in training, working behind the scenes for us. Of course, the Sensei Brian LaMartina that makes it all run. We appreciate you. Have a great day. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, 
make it count.